think there is much doubt about it for you and me, for many of us, that many, at least psychedelic chemicals, not all drugs, but psychedelic chemicals, have a capacity to cut through places where you are attached and clinging. Welcome back to the DMT World Podcast. Today I had the pleasure of speaking with a knowledgeable young man named Zeke. Zeke is one of the key members of Veterans Seed Bait, a cannabis resource community for veterans. This group has been a godsend for some by being able to supply knowledge and some resources to veterans in need. The group is great. I joined not too long ago on their from their Instagram page and I've been on their Discord since. Uh, it's really a wealth of information by vets for vets. Uh, Zeke's very knowledgeable in the industry and also has a background in culinary arts, which lends itself beautifully regarding cannabis and food and edibles. Uh, feel free to check them out and the other key members uh, at IG on the links in the description. Uh, if anyone is a veteran out there and would love to take their own mental and physical health and well-being into their own hands, I implore you to check this group out. I wanted to bring your attention to something I read recently and if you're part of these organizations, you probably already know, but there's a few veteran services organizations or VSOs out there already taking the issue to Congress of allowing vets access to cannabis and psychiatric to assist in their mental health treatment for issues such as PTSD. Minority veterans, Iraq and Afghanistan veterans, paralyzed veterans, disabled veterans of America, and the Wounded Warriors Foundation have recently came out in support of allowing vets to seek healing with these plant medicines. I placed a link in the description of the article, so feel free to check it out. Uh, without further ado, please welcome Zeke from the Veteran Seed Bank. And he swallowed a huge Nothing happened to him at all. And he said, please have known about these. It will allow you to come in and have a visit to Christ, but you can only stay two hours and kill him. He said, it would be better to become Christ than to visit Christ. Mr. Zeke, thank you for coming on the DMT World Podcast. Appreciate you taking time out of your day for being on here, man. Super stoked to be on here. Now, um, you are... Uh, part are you the founder of the uh, or one of the founders of the organization? I'm not the original founder, no. So it had originally started with two guys, uh, KBL Grow and uh, the okay. Cannaman, uh-huh. uh, Joel. Uh, he those two had gotten connected, I think, through Instagram essentially, and mm-hmm. they had started talking with our third founder, uh, uh Bean Baking 95. Mm-hmm. He, and then they kind of brought me in as a moderator at first. Um, and then we just kind of like started from there real heavy. And uh, they had very good confidence in me uh, between their interactions and kind of got the idea from Bruce to bring me in on operations as a founder. And it just kind of went from there. And it, then it jumped to like four people to eight people uh-huh. just as like a, uh, a friendly like forum for us to go to and chat more openly, um, talk, grow knowledge, uh, with cannabis and also just kind of allow access to provide resources between our small group at the time. Yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, they had essentially started up the ideas of making it, a more broad spectrum group where we started bringing in um, gold star families, uh, 
those more knowledgeable about cannabis, uh, growing, um, and all mainly vets. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of rolled downhill from there and blew up into this thing where now we're at like, I don't even know now, I think like 200 members or something like that over the course of just a few weeks time. And then we've been up and running since like October, November, I think it was when we started. It's been a little blur now because it's just kind of blown up to way more than we expected. And now we're actually being represented overseas in the UK by a couple small nice. members who are uh, actually contributing with um, some really cool project uh, seeds and things like that that we can't necessarily access here. But like we had originally started thinking that it was just going to be the handful of us just chilling and I don't know, uh, sharing knowledge basically. And now we've broken it down into categories and things like that, and uh, discord. And um, it's just blown up from there between equipment. So the name of the organization that you're part of is VSB, Veteran Seed Banks, right? Or yes. Veteran Seed Bank, right? Yeah. And, and what is the uh, service that you guys provide, or what is like the, um, I guess, the mission for for the organization? So again, like before, we had started off with like mixed views about what we were going to do with it, and then it just turned into this thing where uh, more people started reaching out directly to us and had that general curiosity about what we were doing, and. At that point, like we developed the ideas that Veteran Seed Bake became to be. And that started with the main mission of getting resources, um, top quality genetics from even major companies like out in Cali or overseas where like we've actually come up with uh, a solid connection for original skunk uh, hybrids and also land race uh, genetics. Nice. And suddenly it's, again, the ball just kind of rolled on all of these individual separate ideas. And through our inner individual, uh, connections, we've reached out to those who have access to those resources and have begun or began talks to, uh, basically access their, uh, seed vaults or, um, maybe work on breeding projects, uh, where we can, break down and develop uh, seeds for and strictly for veterans who are either learning to get into growing or have been growing for decades now, who knows? But like the main mission was to essentially provide uh, at best free resources to those individuals. And even then that's been broken down into individual individual categories where we're thinking about um, developing a donation base that's nonprofit for those, uh, our group, basically the veteran seed bank Mm -hmm. so that we can offer the ability to cover certain expenses like a grow light, or, um, maybe you can't afford, uh, nutrients or something like that. We can either outsource to individual nutrient companies that we're connected with, or we reach out to those who are currently actually working with us. For example, um, one in particular company we're starting to work with is FOOP, which is basically like a high nitrogen nutrient. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're willing to donate X amount of products to the group and for us to distribute evenly to whoever 
needs them or could use them. Nice. Nice. And uh, same thing goes with seeds too. Is like, we've been steadily developing our seed base and what we're calling the reserve basically um, through our individual seed bolts and also beans that have been donated us gracefully by those members in the network who are capable of doing that. And even our own founder, uh, the Canaman, he's also contributed a whole seed project as well as being baking nine to five. And they're closely collaborating for land race projects as we speak, which is just outstanding because like, uh, speaking from personal experience with, uh, being baking 95, he was spectacular. I'm growing about 90% of his genetics in my grow personally that he's just messed around with one of which in particular, like an original gorilla blue, uh, Fino that was out of Maine. And he was able to provide me with a good amount of seeds that I'm now starting for the summer. And that will essentially be a whole plot of plants going right back to the network. Nice. This is also one of my personal projects that I'm undertaking myself for on behalf of the network with a more larger scale uh, outdoor grow. And I aim to develop that grow. I've been prepping basically all winter to do that. And uh, I'm starting up in the next couple of weeks and rolling into also a mycology project as well. Going to do a few different experiments, but mm-hmm. um, we're playing around more so with the breeding side of it. Um, we're starting to v- develop the uh, contribution so that we can get the ball rolling on this. Uh, I'm doing the outdoor project mainly out of pocket at the moment while the others are focusing on the uh, breeding um, and then further development of like the website. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're going to be starting up here soon. Uh, We're working out some really cool um, information and uh, interactions and connections just with all these different companies that are really coming together for us and helping us out in developing this. Like we've had some really great, uh, companies reach out to us and also already send out packages to members of the group. Nice. Which is just outstanding because like we're just doing what we can as we speak. And so far, like we're developing that foundation and making sure we take all the precautions needed to ensure the security um, and the development of the group as a whole. Um, naturally we've all, kind of come together and have experienced uh, many different things in life, uh, especially with the military and all that. And it was important for us um, as a group to be able to provide that to those we think would really flourish and uh, develop themselves in as well. And also create an amazing medicine for themselves or others or those they care about, which obviously hits home for a lot of us. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so, so you guys are basically like right now, you guys are basically just kind of building everything up. I, I know you guys have been active. I mean, I came across you guys on uh, Instagram and, um, I being a vet- veteran myself, you know, 
uh, I know how important cannabis is for a lot of veterans out there. You know, Absolutely. cannabis was the first plant medicine that I turned to after, you know, stopping all the prescription medications <laughs> from the VA after uh, about four years straight of, of, you know, being on this prescribed regimen of many different <laughs> pills. Um, and that was the first thing that just brought me, you know, that got me centered you know and it was uh it's a beautiful plant it's one of the it's it's a main staple it should be a main staple in everybody's diet but <laughs> for most <laughs> I of agree, us I you know i mean like even some people like this is how we grew up you know our parents you know or partook in cannabis or uncles everybody you know and um it's a really important thing. And, and I know when I came across it, that's, that's, uh, you know, it, it just struck home with me and I'm like, Oh dude, this is fucking awesome. I mean, you guys are basically <clears throat> supplying resources to veterans, uh, who may be in need or can't afford. And it all obviously all dependent on legalities. I'm sure you guys are, have got that all, I'll take all, um, you know, down type, but, um, yeah, you know, I, I think it's a great thing. Uh, you know, and that's kind of why I wanted to have, you know, you on here to kind of, you know, put it out there because even on DMT world, um, there's a lot of veterans there as well, you know, and um, I mean, we're all over the place, you know, and I think it's, it's a hell of a service that you guys are providing. There's certainly a lot of sacrifice to it. And uh, we're working well within our means to try and do what we can with what we have access to and being able to um, even in the long run, just at least develop the ideas that we have on our minds to see where this group uh, could go. Um, we've, we're, it's still up in the air because like we're, yeah. we're in that developmental stage where we're just kind of tying things together and making sure we don't overbite. Yeah. And, uh, personally, a lot of us guys, both in the group or just in general, who've connected with us and have kind of like jumped into the, the group wondering what we were and, uh, or hearing things from other individuals who've um, found solace in the group so far mm. and have just kind of word of mouth. And that's important to us and being able to uh, get to whoever could genuinely use it. And the big thing for us, even on personal levels, like, many of us don't even have backgrounds with any of this, or like you said, like the, it's very stigmatized and yeah. things like that. And we grew up all different backgrounds and to have that nice medicine and to avoid like personally, like I've always had like a, an addictive personality due to fam family drug issues and things mm -hmm. like that. And to find something like cannabis, that's all natural. I don't have to worry about going to the VA and, getting a bucket full of pills that I just don't know what's going to happen. I could yeah. be a zombie or it could have even long-term effects or, uh, the whole nine and understanding that and knowing how to, or basically find an alternative natural medicine is where I was getting at with that. And, um, many of us don't have the background in cannabis. Like I said, like, um, some work in retail. I won't say who, uh, I have a chef background, although like I've been growing since I could basically walk. Yeah. I mean, I learned early from my grandmother out in Arizona, ironically. Oh, nice. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she used to grow 14 foot 
monsters in a greenhouse and I would be out there on the train track helping her collect back one yeah. and things like that and uh, yeah. whatever yeah nice so like I come from like a little bit of background but also the outlaw lifestyle but understanding yeah. that no matter what government regulation there's some ridiculous law that's out there saying that cannabis is the devil yeah uh, we could confidently say that you're a joke and you're just trying to win money yeah out of it versus like those who can personally connect and nowadays you're seeing kids being pulled out of seizures and snaps yep. of a finger uh due to this natural medicine and that's what we thrive to provide and give more people access to even just the little bit of information like if you happen to be that veteran uh who's suffering from major ptsd issues um or maybe like a family member suffering from who knows cancer or the whole range of issues out there um if we can safely provide that to somebody in need I think that's massive to us, especially things like uh, Rick Simpson oil or uh, or even allowing somebody who's not used to smoking or eating or whatever. Like that's where expertise like myself come in, where I I'm able to make butters, tinctures, uh, topicals, the whole Mm -hmm. nine and have that knowledge to do so. And either at minimal or if not free cost to that individual who needs it. And I'm perfectly happy and if I'm capable to do so, I will. Yeah. Yeah, um, man, it's it's a beautiful thing that you guys are doing, man. And I I think I think a big thing too is that <clears throat> right now you're seeing across the country the uh perception, you know, the public opinion is is shifting, you know. I absolutely. mean, look at it, last year, all the new laws were even even down here in Arizona, you know, they just yeah. went wreck this year. I mean, they're already selling uh wreck uh at dispensaries here, yeah. you know. A big shocker for me too was Utah. Oh yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're on the fence about it, but I mean, it's one of those things that they're s- kind of slowly rolling out medical. Yeah, the Mormons are huge on it, but like, yeah. <laughs> that is a big thing too. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, you know, and it, it, the the it doesn't like for for me the the biggest aspect of it was to be able to cultivate yourself. And I don't have much of a background. I mean, I've had, I've got like three or four grows under my belt. You know what I mean? (laughs) But I still, the thing is, (laughs) well, the thing is, is having that relationship with that plant from germinating uh, germination of the seeds to harvesting, drying and curing. I mean, that whole process is, is a therapeutical process and it's just a magical fucking thing, man. And also that you're no longer relying on, you know, commercial or dispensaries or because you already know what's going to happen. Everybody says it when it goes legal, these big, big money comes in and and that's, that's what happens. You know, we're definitely already seeing that too. Yeah. I think the antidote to that, is to be able to cultivate it yourself, you know, and yeah. have people that are knowledgeable in this industry or this craft and be able to share that knowledge and teach others as well. I think that's Absolutely. the most valuable aspect in all of it. And arguably that's why the black market will always flourish yeah. in these circumstances because all of the legality uh, behind it. And also like the limitations to the small time <laughs> grower, who's just trying to get access to medicine for those who need it and that's why you see a lot of the old-timer 70s growers going incognito in the backwoods of cali or something like yeah. that and just growing <laughs> whole crops and yeah. giving the middle finger to the feds like <laughs> screw you if we can't help yeah. people basically yeah <laughs> and it's... oh go ahead 
it's truly been a, a long battle when it comes to cannabis, you know, <laughs> from, from the, you know, from hemp to even just the flower itself. I mean, there's so many different uses, so many different benefits and everybody knows, you know, everybody's convinced and knows how much yeah. bullshit. Now we see propaganda. majority arguments. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even the country has openly admitted uh, through statistics and yeah. just casual word of mouth, even your rich housewife who's been popping pills and drinking wine right. for a whole week. I mean, even she smokes and won't admit that, but I mean, it's there. It's all yeah. obvious. Like the sciences are now coming out. Like the federal government's now opening up to allowing research further, which is, that's the big thing too, is allowing that research to uh, go on because mm -hmm. all these major uh, labs, like for example, Harvard did a huge, uh, article about cannabis and the different uh, molecules of it and uh, how THC and like Delta nine, Delta eight, and the whole, basically all the different parts of the plant will medically benefit the people. And naturally the government's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. It's Harvard. Forget about it. We won't allow you to study further until we say so. And then that's where we see that fine line. Like, Another prime example, like Oregon, giving the feds the middle finger and allowing yeah. all drugs. Yeah, yeah, that's like right. that. I think that's the funniest <laughs> thing ever, and there's so well, much irony to it because there's such like a liberal state, and that yeah. you wouldn't expect that. But there's so many <clears throat> more common sense arguments to it that you have people even from like Texas or like mm -hmm. some of the Southern states migrating to those legal states to be able to provide for those uh, who need it yeah. and have access to it. And it's a beautiful thing that now that uh, we're essentially in the home stretch for uh, legalization and everybody's so torn about where it's going to go. Yeah. Like everybody's not sure. Like, what states are going to do what, um, what the laws are going to be like, will they be fractional to uh, certain interests? Uh, like here in Massachusetts, for example, there's a social equity program for a lot of lower end communities yeah. who are trying to get in on the industry. Mm -hmm. That's being shut down. Really? Just by the mere fact that like there are institutions here with really great individuals behind them who can't even open up their facilities or anything because of these limitations such as taxes or oh, uh, what we call the mass cannabis uh, commission. They basically just regulate what they feel like and they're getting paid large lump sums of money. There's a lot of corruption to it already and it's Damn. very much out there. So a lot of these lower income families who are getting in on the industry can't, they'll be sitting there for months waiting for the facilities just to get approved. Yeah. With their uh, applications and things like that, or their permits to grow. or And that also breaks down into things like, oh, Massachusetts says, for example, like if you're doing a host agreement, for example, my town in Plymouth, Massachusetts, they have a host agreement that you can't build a facility outside of an, an industrial zone. It can't be within X amount of certain properties. Um, and on top of that, you're going to pay a fat fine to the town alone not including taxes and then the back federal taxes and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It, it is very bureaucratic. And so, and even then these dispensaries suck. They're growing poor, poor medicine and hmm. just 
pawning it off to these individuals who don't know better. Yeah. A lot of people will go in there with these medical issues, but not understand that, for example, like um, THC percentage mm-hmm. is not everything. Flavor yeah. profiles are not everything. Terpenes, the whole nine. You're, you want access to what you need and also at a more reasonable cost. But they're charging $80 for uh, three and a half grams of mids, essentially. Fuck. Yeah, that's after tax. How long was uh so did you guys have a medical um thing going there before? Or are yes, that what medical, you guys are right I think now? was I think medical started in 2014. I could be wrong by a couple of years, but recreational um was more recently in like 2018. Do you think that there's a big advantage of having that? Like, for example, here in Arizona, they had medical for, uh, fuck, I can't remember. I know I've been dealing with the medical aspect of it for more than a decade. So at least a decade they've been, but don't you feel like there's a little bit of an advantage for a a state that has that medical um, part already in place? So when they have like the rec come in, like there's already some type of standard set, right? Just like, um, Examples like California, Colorado, we've based our markets off of those markets. Mm-hmm. So with medical, we've gone with the essentially the same exact laws and yeah. um, capabilities. Like you can grow uh, six to 12 plants, roughly yeah. six yeah. flowering, 12 vegetative, but you can have as many as you want under eight inches mm. of growth. Okay before they classify it as something. And then essentially, uh, like if you have more than that limit, they basically just chop and fine your ass. Yeah. Whatever excess amount you have. Um, but the thing with that is like, you, you even have instances like the medical market here has been uh, corrupted by very bunk products. Like the dispensaries are pushing off like, and outsourcing from other companies or vice versa. And they're causing bad products to be on shelves. Like uh, a more recent issue was the vape cartridges being displayed on store shelves that were testing positive for very problematic things like metals or uh, pest uh, controls in the oils, essentially. And of course, you're already being taxed as it is. So why not compromise your health too, right? Yeah, yeah. I think doesn't all that that tape and bureaucratic aspect of it, it it, it, it almost causes people. Or I mean, it's it's no excuse, but people to cut corners, right? Absolutely. I mean, they're trying to stay above and try to stay in the red. Uh, yeah. So much every day. I mean, like in California, that was one of the biggest things was the legality and the recreational use of cannabis brings mm-hmm. so many challenges for the growers, the cultivators and dispensaries, too, because of that. And I think that that's just going to be um, part of the the entire show, because if you look at Canada, same thing up there. Mm-hmm. When they legalize everything, they got these big fucking corporations come in and look at what's happening. Like, yeah, yeah. With somebody out of. Um, BC and they were telling me like dude we're known for good bud and this shit this stuff yeah. is shit out here now you know I yeah. think that's just the inevitable man that's big money it comes in but I think ultimately the cultivators that have been doing this for decades years since the yeah. 60s 50s those guys are going to be the guys who to bring it all back and bring like the 
uh, what is it called? Like the smaller, more uh, like um, craft type grows. A more like direct more... farm to the table type mm, of thing. Yes, like real quality over, over anything yeah. else. Best outdoor weed I ever smoked was in uh, California, in NorCal. And then even the best, uh, <clears throat> uh, more specifically, uh, like a cheese strain, uh, I smoked in Amsterdam. Totally different environment. But at the same time, you understand like different parts of the world and you experience that and you realize like some places are just not providing what they need to. Yeah. Like uh, if they did have and provide more access to small time growers and were able to get those small time products in store markets, just like if you were the local farmer uh, selling your produce at a farmer's market, same concept. I mean, you're growing more organically. You're not spraying with uh, nastiness or pesticides or none of that stuff. Um, but based on your capabilities as a grower, I mean, it's more important to be able to provide that. And again, that's where like the black market comes in and flourishes because we're not allowed to get in and actually provide something, even though we have access to the ability to like test our products and um, do what we need to to be able to sell those things legally um, or just in general provide those to those who need it. Cause like even then black market growers and even uh, plugs alike are substantially undercutting the legal market. Oh yeah. Yeah. That same $80 eighth I just told you about would run you 20 to like 40 bucks on the street. I, same again, quality. Sometimes better 20 times better <laughs> yeah i i, like, believe arguably, it, like, I see I it myself any of these nugs up against dispensary cups all day yeah nice yeah all day i mean even though like i'm more experienced with it but, like they're putting a lot of uneducated individuals and in places to grow mids basically yeah i well, mean you know oh go ahead out here in arizona man uh i gotta say even with the medical um mm. going they had some pretty good quality stuff man like it's been pretty pretty quality but obviously the recreational aspect is what throws <laughs> that wrench into everything because now it's just kind of yeah. like you know i mean again like that's one of the things like um you put like a lot of work into that and you base your market off of what others have done but you're not taking the hint about how they did it mm-hmm because, again, you have those states like Cali and all that who've been doing it for X amount of time now, and they've basically found their teeth to it outside of, like, the fine print loose ends to yeah. legalities or whatever and the whole federal arguments, whatever. But you get into that further and you look at how we established each individual state's cannabis growing laws or just possession laws even mm -hmm. i mean like i could walk down the street with a fat ounce in my hand and wave it in front of a cop and it'd be fine you just can't be smoking it in front of them like a genius yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i mean it's totally different now i mean they'll shrug their shoulders at it unless you're doing something stupid i mean yeah. it, for obvious reasons i mean nobody's gonna wave that flag but yeah you just gotta consider that when you're doing things like that and trying to enjoy that freedom to do so. Yeah. But as far as bureaucracy goes in it, like, again, allowing those small time growers to provide absolute stunning quality 
in those establishments is just not there yet. Like Cali, you guys have uh, a lot of outdoor growers putting in store shelves all day that mm-hmm. have like amazing quality products, um, a million different varieties and, and then some just all around. And they're able to do that legally. And they're also able to, uh, do that organically, which is important. That's that, yeah. I feel like that's key in that development of the markets as well as being able to provide an organic, healthy product and just not allowing somebody without the experience to jump in and just be like, Oh, I can grow weed. Uh, and then they're growing at a miracle grow, yeah. uh, <laughs> and putting up like million dollar facilities in the black because they're getting out marketed by the black market. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's crazy, man, is, uh, <clears throat> last year when we found out that, uh, Arizona was going to go, uh, wreck, um, my friend, he, um, he does like a lot of investing into like um, small mm-hmm. businesses and startups and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He was telling me that he had spoken to two guys within a week <clears throat> that were from um, China and Canada mm-hmm. and they were looking to invest like $10 million into some kind of thing. And I'm like, what the fuck? But that just tells yeah. you like how much, how much interest and how much money is out there. Absolutely. You know? But even you, then, like you can back somebody who doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. And now exactly. the entire uh, industry is getting flooded with that stuff. You know, I can't legally say like who or what this is, but like there's a facility in Boston that is did exactly that is like they had a, a huge backing and they saw what somebody happened to be doing just through the black market and through their own experience growing and shit like that but they put that position in power this dude couldn't even identify his own cuts but he was having us and myself personally working in his grow and handling his grow and suddenly now this man's running a six thousand something square foot facility and it's like seen it work and i'm just wondering like i mean i'm happy that he's in a better position but i mean you just gotta understand like this man's someone who let his whole grow just burn out under lights over the course of a month and or allow powdery mildew issues to go out on into the world that's not no bueno no it's not good i couldn't even morally uh look at a plant with pm and be like I can't continue growing that. Yeah. Like I've chopped almost 20 foot plants because Fuck. of PM and I'm, it's a kick it to the nuts, but I can't morally be happier with that product or uh, even giving that someone or processing it into yeah. another form to provide that. Like that's disgusting and just yeah. wrong. Well, the thing is too, is if, you know, if that's your thing, your grow up, your yeah. organization, like your reputation is, is that's all of it, you know? At that point, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're doing something that's scaled, oh, like yeah. it, it becomes very serious and a lot of people will uh, underestimate or uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, or just overall overlook that. Yeah. fact and then they lose it all and then they're putting themselves in that position again yeah 
but I mean, yeah. And then another good point to make too, is like, um, pesticide use. Mm -hmm. A lot of States will allow certain pesticides and then others don't, for example, like, uh, Massachusetts allows, uh, certain things like, uh, what we call like, actually, I shouldn't even mention the product. Actually, that's a bad idea, (laughs) but (laughs) they, are legally allowed in, in essentially all the dispensaries here, but you have California saying that's no way possible organic. I so they weren't talking about. There's a few out there that are iffy and more yeah. mainstream, but for obvious reasons, can't get into that. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> so, um, so you got the whole. Um, so you've been doing this for, for a while and, and I'm, I'm guessing the other members of the organization as well, they've got some kind of a background uh, for this, like, you know, the founders and so forth. But uh, so uh, this thing just kind of came about with a few of the guys uh, getting together and then just everything just kind of built up. And now you guys are catching that momentum. Yeah. <clears throat> like we had just started like throwing ideas at each other, like, Hey, what can we do to make someone's life easier with this stuff? Uh, yeah. Uh, what can we provide, uh, who we can provide that to and just developing that main base. Like we even have, uh, more strict regulations on getting into the group. Like we verify everyone's bet, uh, through ID, uh, it's a simple little kind of background information check, uh, and just kind of shoot the shit with them a little bit to see how they are as an individual, make sure they're not going to come in and corrupt or like yeah. uh, cause issues in the group just because of uh, another individual who may be doing something better or whatever, or we just don't want negativity in the group overall. Yeah. In the group, and, you mean like the discord uh, server yeah, the network and like as it is. stuff like that? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, uh, that ties into like being able to build that foundation and make sure we're rock solid before we blow up into something more serious and mm-hmm. uh, more wide. Like we didn't expect to be nationwide in just a couple months time. Yeah. There, there's no possible way for us to have predicted that or expected that by any means. And to see where it's going, like it's super humbling because like we've already helped a lot of people and we've been able to provide quite a lot already at short cost, but for long-term success and accomplishment within the uh, network. Mm-hmm. And uh, we look to continue doing that as best as possible. And with our website launch coming as soon as we secure uh, just the basic needs for the website and let, we're trying to reach out to, a lot of veteran owned companies support them and vice versa. Uh, we have a lot of Colorado companies coming into play, uh, Cali companies coming into play, even some civilian genetics and uh, equipment or uh, nutrients and things like that being provided so that uh, it brings an incentive into it as well for mm-hmm. those companies and those individuals who are trying to build their brand. Uh, or genetics or trying to get out there, but also support those who are like-minded individuals mm-hmm. within the group, especially like I'll give another prime example. There's a fella in New York in our network who contributed a hefty amount of seeds to the outdoor project. And I'm going to be hunting through at least 500 to 800 seeds 
finding really killer keepers and also working on his strains that he grew himself and uh, developed himself and are just basically in the testing stage. But to be able to have that capability is just outstanding because like I could do a multitude of things from there, go from clones. I could go from developing seeds. Um, I could just harvest out those plants. I could grow a whole uh, field of plants and be able to just process that into oils for somebody or everybody. But like, that's the goal in the long run is being able to provide as much of that medicine as possible through whatever means and just allowing everybody to have a supply for as long as they can and just see the long-term benefits of it overall. Um, a lot of us personally suffer from, again, individual ailments or struggles in life that we can't help or just in general, life's thrown us curveballs and we're seeing what sticks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so for, for now, you guys have um, currently what you guys have set up from, from what I know. Um, I mean, I joined, I joined the group not too long ago, like a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you guys have the Instagram uh, page and you guys yep. also have a discord server that you guys are running. Um, yes. Is there anything else that you guys have going on right now in terms of uh, places or groups that people can also join? Uh, currently we do run everything through our individual accounts on Instagram and things like that as well. Uh, uh, the main source though would be essentially the discord to Mm, get all the access to that information uh if you are a veteran absolutely please reach out to the veteran seed bank uh official page directly um all of us founders uh closely monitor all of that and try to get back to everybody as soon as possible uh we'll send you a link we'll talk you through the process uh we'll shoot the shit up with you a little bit kind of see who you are as an individual um Uh, If you don't have any knowledge to growing or anything, that's perfectly fine. If you're a gold star family member and had it also struggle trying to access cannabis or get information to grow your own, things like that, please definitely reach out because we'll definitely get you involved as much as possible. Um, Especially those civilian companies or just those who have a kind heart to help a cause i mean uh, absolutely reach out because we would love to work with those and uh people who are willing to contribute to that um again we never expected it to be where it is today already mm-hmm. and to be able to develop this foundation and lean towards nonprofit uh organization and uh as i said develop a website and pull together a lot of donations to provide equipment, genetics, seeds, all out of our own vaults and things like that. And also get those projects rolling so that we can get more and more out there as we can. Nice. Now, earlier you said uh, you mentioned a gold star family. Can you explain for those who may not know what that is? So a gold star family is essentially uh, those military families who uh, have either lost a member or uh, have a wounded family member uh, from foreign wars, et cetera, but also 
lack the support through more mainstream resources like the VA or uh, government um, or even your state for that matter. Um, and those who have always supported us in the military or out just all around, like they deserve support back. And it's important that we take care of our own and those who are part of that essentially. And so that could be your wife, kids, cousins, brothers, sisters, whoever. I mean, there's the whole range to it. Like if you lost a loved one to conflict um, overseas or <laughs> even an accident, sometimes yeah. it happens. Like it's a struggle. It really is because we all know how <laughs> the green weenie provides. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, in terms of projects, what do you guys have um, happening right now, and like, what do you guys have coming up uh, in in the near right. future? So, as soon as we jump up the law, uh, website, our goal is to uh, start up the LLC to hmm. be able to get a an official tax backing and company developed, so that we can legally. Uh, sell things online, uh, be able to get tax deductions, write-offs, the whole nine, and be able to do what we need to to provide what we can, especially bringing in other companies and those who are willing to contribute. We want to be able to provide them a base through us as well to get their products out there. So, for example, uh, a more renowned company we're working with currently is like Two Guns and a Guy out of massachusetts yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) great company all around we have had nothing but great experiences with them personally already um they've really helped out a lot of individuals in our network already um and they're looking to contribute more in a way that we are even talking breeding projects um we're talking uh, uh a certain project to be able to get or basically like a growing contest for the network and things like that. Okay. Um, So that they get their product out there more. They're providing to veterans and also just having a little fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We have a lot of CBD companies we're going to be working with uh, periodically over the course of this next year. Um, That will be, uh, um, it's a little pretty much sure to say, but they'll be providing essentially packages for everyone in the group as much as possible. Nice. And that right there as a contribution is just unbelievable and crazy to think about ourselves. Like (laughs) uh, KBO and I were just talking about this today. Like it, it's just unbelievable seeing where it's come up since we started all of this. And we're constantly and weekly meeting and getting together and shooting each other ideas that is just blowing up like uh, the Canaman and KBO they're doing the more logistical side of it mm-hmm. whereas um, Bean Baking and I are more on the ground doing the uh, harder uh, more intense work mm-hmm. with the like say the outdoor project and um, Bean Baking's land race project uh, the Canaman's rolling out some 
serious killer genetics here soon. Uh, me and him are actually doing a little collab with a strawberry cough cut I uh, developed over the course of the past like five years. Nice. And he's going to try to bring that back. Um, he's working on his Cushberry's auto uh, project. So he's working uh, a little bit of GG4 and also my strawberry into his Cushberry's. He's looking for specific phenos. Um, we each are contributing to bean baking's breeding projects with his, uh, what we're calling the vanilla pollen, hmm. which is just, uh, man, it is unreal <laughs> because I've never smoked something so amazing. And this was part of a project he did recently, I believe with mantis genetics or, uh, predicative breeding, um, and two guns actually with a vanilla tart hmm. pheno that oh my god top three best smokes of my life yeah wow. I, I kid you not <laughs> and <laughs> so we're trying to just literally spread that pollen amongst everything right now <laughs> like, nice <laughs> i took uh some of it and just literally scattered it in one of my tents and i was like just do you oh <laughs> yeah so we're gonna get a little fun mix going of uh nice. different uh strains of varieties and um, more importantly the land race projects they have going as well What's, are, what is that the land race okay so land race is essentially like a an original uh naturally growing can of variety mm -hmm. so say if you uh more traditionally you have like a an Afghan Kush, yeah, or say like a land race Thai sativa, for example. They're grown in different regions, and they've grown naturally there for centuries and the so whole it's like nine. A, so it's like a like an heirloom uh, genetic or something, right? Something that's been yes. grown for a long, long time, right? Absolutely, they've been growing out whole empires, man. Mm, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Those are the that's what we hear when we're looking at history and being like, wow, weed's been around since the forties yeah. and heads have been growing it legally as hemp for textiles since then yeah. and dating back to the Egyptians, even Afghanistan is a big one too. Yeah. Afghanistan uh, yeah. is huge. I mean, yeah. they have all the different mountain ranges, yeah. even your troops are guarding those props. Ironically, wink, oh, wink. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I've walked <laughs> through fucking, uh, uh, like 10, 12 foot tall fucking plants, fields of these motherfuckers, dude, <laughs> yeah. down there yeah. in Afghanistan, man. Good fucking weed too, man. Huge. Unreal. I never, I didn't even know that it was weed until I started smelling it. And I was like, those ain't trees. That's fucking <laughs> weed, bro. A whole fucking field, man. Um, yeah. and then there's a couple other things I watched about the, that area. And, um, I think India too, right? Somewhere out there in that scene. Oh, yeah, Pakistan, yeah. India, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mountains, man. All those yeah. mountain ranges are lined with them, and yep. a lot of the world will not ever have access to them unless you're personally involved and have access to those tribes who are able to give you that access, really. Other than that, they're not going to let, like, your casual American stroll yeah, in of and get some seed. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're already yeah. breaking the religious laws. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let me, so you guys also work with like vendors, like right now you guys have different vendors who come into the group and, um, you know, promote it as well on their end and also kind of collaborate with you guys as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, this brings on the conversation about all these individual companies and, uh, getting their products involved with, uh, each individual grower and, um, uh, 
ensuring that they get a quality product. And we're kind of going through the individual ones and kind of vetting those and making sure they're not just in it for the money and just going to screw us or whoever happens to throw an order in and they happen to lose a shipping number or something like that. Like we don't want any of that negativity in the course. Yeah. We want to ensure, like, again, a prime example being two guns and a guy. Like, mm-hmm. their company has been outstanding with uh, customer uh, interactions, reviews, the whole nine, and just quality genetics. And we thrive to look for that, uh, those traits in every company that we're going to be working with, especially uh, a huge shout out to Infinite CBD out of Colorado as well. Uh, John's been outstanding. Uh, and working with uh, KVO specifically. And we're hoping to do real great work with uh, companies like that in the near future as well. Nice. And again, being able to provide access to amazing products is just a nice treat to have an incentive for both parties, really. Mm-hmm. And again, the individual grower, that's, that's key especially with those who want to learn to grow the best medicine possible. I mean, many of us have, again, experienced a million different things and a million different ways to grow uh, Mm -hmm. and a million other products. So, I mean, it's fun to go into like the server and ask a question about, Oh, what lights better? what nutrients the best and see what pops up and find what suits your needs best. Mm -hmm. Especially it looks like here's the fun part of the conversation where we get into mycology a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's something I'm working on as a project as well. Uh, A small scale, but with good benefits to it in the long run, I'm going to start rolling out perpetual monotubs and things like that uh, as best as possible uh, to whatever extent I can. (laughs) Yeah. But for me, like psychedelics have been like a calm reset for me and uh, my disorders and things like that and ailments. And for others, it's just been uh, an awakening in a way. Yeah. Uh, It's all uh, dodgy and individually based experiences, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, Experiences vary. Some have bad trips and realize, hey, I need a whole life change or... maybe you're going through it heavy and just need something to kind of change your outlook on life or things like that. Like for me, I would take them before bed and wake up and go enjoy my coffee in a morning joint and be like, wow, this is a great day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that'd be coming out of a very dark, bad uh, trip or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Well, the thing about it too um, is like, for me, the fungus was the the thing that got me out of, out of that deep, dark hole, man. And uh, the cannabis was good for me. It was good for that short term uh, kind of mood stabilizing. Um, but it wasn't until I started the fungus. Uh, the comp- and the thing about it is these things are organic as it gets. You know what I mean? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, uh, again, like this is very, key and important to understand that experiences 1000% vary. It's not always wise to go in with a dark mindset and being like, Hey, uh, cannabis is going to pull me right out of that. Or, uh, fungus is going to pull me right out of that. It's not always like that. Some will report that they get like paranoid or they have those bad trips or things like that, but that doesn't always 
cancel out that relief or that medicine. Mm -hmm. That is very important to understand because like, again, you could smoke one day and be paranoid out of your mind where you'll never want to touch it again. Or you could smoke it again and realize, Oh, the one you smoked before wasn't right for me. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of a process to figure that out. Uh, some people like edibles more than smoke or vice Mm -hmm. versa, or there's a million ways around it and it has a million different effects. You just got to find that like key, uh, space, I guess. Like for me, I like cheese strains Mm. or, uh, something with a fruitier profile because they have the different effects and the terpenes that, um, interact differently with those receptors in our brains that are naturally produced. Mm -hmm. We have a whole cannabinoid system uh, it's just like our nervous system. And when we smoke cannabis, our bodies are naturally interacting with it. And sometimes that effect is heavier, lighter, or will give you that paranoid effect. You never know. And that yeah. also breaks down to the growth uh, as well as how that bud's produced and all that jazz. Yeah. Well, a lot of it is education too, right? Absolutely. I mean, no one would yeah. read an article. Don't go to those mainstream government devil's lettuce or uh <laughs> reefer madness propaganda yeah i mean there are 1000 percent trusted resources out there you just yeah. gotta kind of browse and see what makes more sense i mean you you will develop your own opinions on it you will develop your own likings to certain things or hell maybe even you just like the science behind it yeah it, there's so many things around it or maybe you look on youtube and you see all these videos of uh individuals finding relief from the cannabis plant or even fungus or uh anything along those lines you see a lot of people taking whole trips down to like south america just to uh experience uh resets yeah ayahuasca exactly yeah things like that it's just finding that little sweet spot where that medicine will suit you best for sure I agree. Um, I, I, I really, I, you know, um, I think organizations like your guys's with Veteran Seed Bank and so forth, and uh, these other ones, like even um, there's another organization called uh, he- Heroes to Hearts, or um, fuck, I keep forgetting the damn name, um, but they do kind of the same thing. Um, they uh, help fund veterans to take trips like that uh, down mm. to Peru or, um, you know, one of these other countries, South America, Central America, um, to have those experiences as well. Um, See, that's cool. Yeah, it is. That's really I cool. I never would have expected something like that to be around, really. I mean, yeah. you do have a lot of groups who are totally for supporting that kind of thing and being able to do that more freely. But those are those groups you see in the backwoods, like living in their like sustainable communities, you know, almost living out of a hippie bus or something. (laughs) Yeah. No, I hear you, man. Um, So if somebody wants to um, get involved, like um, maybe not even as a, as a member um, in terms of like being the veteran who's receiving the resources or, um, but like, even like a vendor, like how, how how can they go about that? We highly encourage just reaching out with a simple uh, request or uh, just a, Hey, how you doing? We're so-and-so we do this, that, and the other thing. And just kind of give us an outlook about who you are as a company or product or 
uh, something along those lines, uh, what your intention is basically. And we kind of work from there. Uh, we try to be as professional as possible. Just don't come at us wrong. It's, it, it, some people will throw their product at us and we've had experiences with this already and they'll get mad because we hear from another member that they never received their package, not even tracking or something along those lines. We will not support that kind of BS. Basically Uh, we don't want our members getting screwed over, especially by those we support. Um, that's key. Like we've had recent members that we've had to correct recently that just don't respect our basic community guidelines. We will lay that out. We have a whole tab for it in our, uh, network and everything so that we don't have people butting heads or causing issues like that, where they happen to reach out to somebody in the group or, and then they end up doing like a personal thing and screw themselves over it it happens a lot especially like in the seed game too is certain genetics aren't what they say they are or whatever you know or those beans end up screwing somebody's grow because they were given bad beans that's a very common occurrence so like we thoroughly try to vet those uh companies and individuals out as best as possible um if we have issues within the group, we want everybody to feel comfortable reaching out to us founders personally and ensuring that we can handle the situation professionally and with a common courtesy to both sides. And again, we lay that out all of our community guidelines. We're not there to uh, play devil's advocate and just be like, one-sided with it like we thoroughly go through every situation and tackle it as a founder group like we will break it down in our uh, group chat basically and discuss the issue and see what we want to do for action but again with courtesy to both parties we will look at that and uh, decide on whether or not we should police that or not yeah so when you say for them to reach out um you mean like through instagram do you guys have like Uh, uh, any other we have the main page uh on instagram veteran seed bank uh it also has all of our personal tags on instagram Mm. on the main page uh so worst case if you can't find that page individually like you can look us up by uh our profiles as well Mm -hmm. um i'll actually send you a link uh afterwards too with all of our individual profiles as well all the any links or any kind of any identify anything you need it'll be all be in the description so if anybody's listening right now just check out the description and you'll be able to find a way to contact uh the group here to to get involved or be part of it uh, as a veteran so um and especially again like if you're a veteran uh in this podcast group or uh you know somebody who could benefit from knowing the knowledge behind cannabis or just if they had a curiosity about switching from like PA medications to cannabis, absolutely reach out. We will do the best we can to get you the information you need, or we can uh, give you prime examples or uh, samples of something that you are curious about. But by all means, like don't ever reach out and ask to buy something or whatever to us. Like that's, that's a huge no-go. 
we love helping people out, but we're doing this on a donation base and strictly for free for those veterans involved. Now, what if somebody uh, wants to support the organization in terms of donations? Now, we're looking at that more broadly by setting up the website and being able to have that option available. So if you mm-hmm. wanted to donate X amount of money or even if you wanted to be more direct and say if you wanted to provide a veteran um, – well, let me rephrase that. So this is kind of what we built this idea on uh, in the first place too is – if say I'm in Massachusetts, you're in Arizona, uh, you don't have access the same way I do to lighting or seeds or whatever. Uh-huh. You reach out to one of us founders or someone in the group who's happens to be local to your area. We link up and communicate to them uh, what your needs are, and we can send out whatever we can to that individual. So if you've donated, I don't know, money for a uh, a grow light, for example, we'll buy that light specific to the individual's needs and we'll send that to them directly, or we'll send it to someone who's local and can provide that directly to that individual on our behalf. Like a local vendor or something like that? Essentially, yes. Yeah. Or someone who's capable of uh, giving that service out. Oh, I see. Like, okay. personally, for me, like, I will most of the week be traveling around the state of Massachusetts or new England and connecting with a lot of local veterans and I'll give them seeds or I'll throw them something for my own personal garden, or uh, maybe they needed something that I have and they don't or whatever. I'm happy to uh, go out there and hook them up. Like uh, last season, even though mother nature gave me the middle finger, Uh, I was able to throw out some smaller bags of different products I made personally to a small group of local veterans. Uh, Thankfully, through another veteran group called Neva, they're a great organization local to New England, and they're starting to slowly spread elsewhere. Um, But they provide a lot of veterans uh, resources uh, in cannabis and locally. They've presented themselves at uh, the Freedom Rally in Boston and places like that, and they're very well-renowned now. Um, Derek uh, is one of the people who we'd reach out to here locally uh, in Massachusetts. Great individual. He he does a lot of work uh, on a personal level with each person involved um, and things like that. Uh, So if we can get that, product or resource to you we will do the best we can to do that whether it's through another local veteran or if we have to do it ourselves and get something out to you if you're a company interested in backing us um we are totally open to hearing all of your interests and offers and what you have to provide and it's totally open arms because like we really appreciate that ability to be able to develop this further and build that foundation. Again, like our main idea, for example, with, um, Canaman's seed drop, he is gonna, or we're gonna 
think about providing his beans through the website and as a start roll those donations into development of that website further and being able to open up a domain and um, allow sales transactions for seeds um, maybe even merchandise i actually just recently started ordering things to get together for merchandise for like shirt making shit like that so i'm going to start rolling out uh shirt merchandise he's also doing the decals and uh, stencil work for that so that we can put those on like shirts or hats or whatever um kbo has been reaching out to individual uh printing companies and um merch companies that would be able to uh do bulk orders of certain like i don't know anything from uh covers uh hats uh things like that and we're starting to get further into the idea of uh what's the word like i said uh, we're going to develop the llc for legality and be able to actually establish ourselves as an official legal network that's the prime goal and everything once that goes up will be fill in the blanks and just kind of touch up the loose ends and uh basically just be a primo network and website for the individual, uh, say like yourself, who just happened to hear about us through Instagram or another person who's involved or whatever. And if, again, if you're a company that's got significant backing and has supported the veteran community themselves, uh, or just generally like what we're doing, like by all means, we would love your support. Cause like, it's only going right back to the uh, people who need it. We're not by any means making any money off of this. Like we're literally paying out of pocket for a lot of stuff and we're happy to do so as long as we know we're helping those uh, people in our network. Yeah. You know, usually uh, I see a lot of times when stuff like this, I mean, it's because of a belief, right? You have this belief yeah. in, in something and that's how usually it starts off. I mean, you're putting a lot of your own time and your own, you know, out of pocket, you yeah. know, until you get that momentum. And then you, you'll, I, I see you guys getting there. You know, this is something that's, uh, it's definitely needed. Um, it's definitely a great thing you guys are doing. And um, I mean, I myself see that there's definitely a need for it too. So it'll have and it's just a matter of plug in a way a lot of it is user uh based as well so like mm -hmm. we we take a lot of the feedback just in the network and uh discord alone very seriously and we see what people are saying and we monitor like what goes on and we want to make sure that the experience within the network is uh really nice and comfortable uh and simple enough for anyone who doesn't know to just go in and be like oh i need to learn about cloning or yeah. i need to learn how to germinate seeds properly or hell maybe if it uh i need to know how hot or cold my uh grow tent needs to be mm -hmm. like we want it to be very self-explanatory we want it to be very easy to understand and also allow those who are more experienced to uh basically not come at anybody's throat with that yeah. information <laughs> yeah yeah because that happens a lot a lot of experienced growers will uh, almost develop an ego over it that they just start pitching a lot of uh information at somebody and seeing what sticks because like they yeah. don't understand the difference <clears throat> so you have like a lot of people who are like oh you got to do this one way 
well, no, that's my way. You got to do this by. Yeah. We don't want that. That's in in any aspect of cultivation. Any plant is there's more than one way to do it. You know, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That's the beauty of cannabis is such a uh, flexible, uh, uh, resilient plant. And it's great to understand the million different ways to do it. And there's no wrong way to do it, except when you're just literally neglecting that plant that's where the hobby and the interest comes in where you're you you develop that focus to take care of that plant just like anything in life like if uh you had a dog or or even a kid (laughs) you you learn to care for it you learn to develop it better Uh, you see what it needs what it doesn't and what it likes like the whole nine it's teaching yourself like you're a, a puppy yeah, it's a very symbiotic relationship. It truly is. You know, I mean, yeah. from start to finish, it's a relationship that you have with that plant. And uh, I mean, unless you're personally involved in the black market, I mean, it's one of those things that like it's very community based and it, some of the people involved are just like the nicest people ever. So, I mean, there's no harm in asking a question like we like I said, we monitor everything that goes on, but we don't police it. We're not trying to be the Nazis of the group or anything like that. Like yeah. <laughs> we, if we see something going on, we'll touch base and like we'll reach out to that person who just kind of got out of line, and we'll be like, "Hey, can you correct this or that?" And be very reasonable. Like we're not there to be jokers or uh, just kind of enforce things that don't need to be enforced. I mean, it's kind of a "Hey, how you doing?" Like, can you just make sure you're not being offensive basically <laughs> yeah don't be a dick yeah yeah because <laughs> um, people don't always know like it's yeah. <laughs> well let me let me ask you something um what has cannabis done for you man like what does cannabis mean to you uh like what what does it play in, uh what part does it play in your life this is a good question so Originally, I had mentioned, like, uh, I learned from my grandmother uh, on my father's side. I come from a different stock where, like, uh, my father's side is more criminal. My mother's side is more, how do I explain Uh, Classic Bostonian uh, Catholic family, if you will, but a lot of uh, alcoholism and drugs and shit like that. So, as I mentioned, too, is, like, I had the highly addictive personality young but like for example my grandmother she had a green thumb but she was also involved with my grandfather who was a hell's angel president for two decades Uh, but he did four tours in marine corps infantry nam and he was smart as shit he was good individual the good heart and everything but he had some fucking pains man both mentally and just like all around struggles so like i looked up to him personally and uh really just loved his outlook on life and um, things like that. So I kind of based a lot of my decision-making. I had originally thought about joining the Marine Corps when I was younger too. And I kind of had that heavy goal in life to do something more. Um, And with cannabis, that kind of drew me to a different focus because like, young and dumb me was just like, Hey, I I have this knowledge. Nobody else really has. (laughs) But at the same time, like even at 14, for example, like I had a chase the bag mentality 
and seeing all the struggles I've been through, like I was always trying to get out. I was flying the coop and trying to get out of the struggles I was in. So I would always kind of pull out of my father's bag, if you will, because he was heavily into the criminal aspect of life that that had its effects on mine as well and still do to this day. Um, but that wasn't doing it for me and it wasn't benefiting me to the extent I needed it to. And I tried to be a hustler while I was too young and to understand what it took to be a hustler. So that's around the same time, like in high school where I started looking at what I was going to do after high school. And at 17, I had originally signed up with the Nat guard as just a basic ass cook. It's what I was doing at a high school with my tech school and shit like that. And I really loved cooking. Um, ironically, when I was a freshman in high school, uh, going through like the technical program exploratory and checking out the different shops, like my top three choices essentially were metal fabrication, childcare, which is totally fucking out of what? the blue. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then culinary arts. So uh, I was highly recommended for childcare and culinary arts. Ironically, my culinary <laughs> arts teacher had actually had my mother as a student oh, nice. when she was younger and she was just a hellion. And it's, this is a joke. I live by to this day, but my mother went through the same program I did and she can't cook for shit. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, then childcare was like, threw me a curveball when I heard that they highly recommended me too, but they just loved me as a person. But like I had, I could have chosen a totally different career path through childcare. That would have been my second choice. But I went culinary because again, young and dummy was like, oh, fucking food. This is mint. <laughs> Always jealous of seeing those seniors buying cookies in the morning and shit. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, the teacher had thrown me in a recommendation. And then one of the teachers also in the program, uh, I won't say his name, but he had leukemia at the time. So he was in and out of school, constantly dealing with that medical issue. And I saw a prime opportunity with what I had with the cannabis and kind of pulling out of my father's bag to take the opportunity to kind of just throw some medicine his way and help him out if I could. I mean, the medical program here in Massachusetts was also still early or illegal uh, at the time, but it was nice knowing I could provide something to that. And we'll call him Mr. N. That was my dude. So like I wanted to help him out as much as possible. And I think that's kind of where that stemmed off of and realizing like it, it, cannabis has more than just a, a money benefit and seeing what it does medically for people and um, understanding that. But again, me being more straightforward at the time, like I ended up going military. Uh, Marines weren't cutting it for benefits at the time or sign-on bonuses, none of that shit, before I even knew what a sign-on bonus was. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like, fuck it, free college, free housing, the whole nine, the casual like, <laughs> oh, we're going to outsmart the world type of mentality. <laughs> realizing we were all terribly wrong on that fucking aspect right. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
while I was in that guard, I was still here local to Massachusetts. I was doing my weekend trainings once a month. And then as soon as I turned 18, I actually did my own paperwork and was like, yo, I want to go active. So I went 11 Bravo with the regular army and chose to go mainstream. And then six months later, I was doing some fucked up shit. (laughs) So after that, we also lost two friends in our unit uh, that year. And we bounced back to Germany due to the mental effect on all of us. Mm. Um, That's when they kind of phased us back to the States. But Germany was an eight month party period where we were just kind of decompressing for what we just fucking dealt with and the fact that we lost two of our friends. Um, so I also took the opportunity while partying on weekends and shit, we would take, uh, trains, buses and all that into different countries and, uh, cities and just party our asses off, have a great time and, uh, understand different cultures. That's also kind of where I started developing more, uh, ideas and understanding of cannabis and where it comes from, uh, and how different cultures involve it with themselves. Like Amsterdam was a key city for me. And that's still one of my favorite cities in the world. Uh, that's where I started learning about like land race, uh, varieties and, Mm -hmm. uh, learning how to, uh, the differences between like European genetics and American genetics and Mm -hmm. how hybrids came around and, uh, the different access they have versus what we would look at today as just completely ridiculous, uh, laws. Like they have whole cafes where you just go in and smoke and have a good time and chill with other people. Or you go in and buy your weed and you go enjoy that on the canal low key or whatever. It's so normalized. And you see that in like California, for example, too, like it's more regulated. It's, uh, they went at it with a whole, understanding of about what they should already be doing and Mm. how they do it properly and ensure the fact that they support an agricultural aspect to it. That's just better than what they see everywhere else. Mm -hmm. And that's where I started developing my seed bowl as well. So I had access to a lot of genetics that you wouldn't typically see here as often as, um, you would over there like you, you get access to a lot more land race varieties or um more access to direct um phenotypes of certain strains like a cheese for example like by far one of my favorite european uh, varieties is a cheese strain hands down like that's up there category wise um versus your mainstream uh, companies in Cali, like uh, a big brand would be like cookies or uh, something along those lines or uh, what's that other one? Jungle boys. That's another one. They've been at the game for a while, but they started black market and they do black market shit just legally. And uh, understanding the difference is key. Like I said, like you can have this amazingly shiny trendy product but it smokes like trash and people are like oh this is going to be the greatest thing ever so they support that business whereas you're seeing your again your small-time growers with a substantially more significant product that just absolutely trumps it it smokes like you're smoking air with flavor (laughs) yeah and it just changes your outlook on the whole game all around and like 
I came out of the army with an, an advanced knowledge of it and basing it on a lot of the old world stuff that I learned from my grandmother and just the hustle behind it as well. Like I've, I took two and two and put those together and was like, this is what I could do. And then also with the chef's uh, background I have, like I've been cooking privately and as well as through uh, just generally like in my downtown area and learning a different, a million different things and different cuisines and just kind of connecting that to my grow knowledge and being able to actually infuse things and start kind of fucking around with like flavor profiles or different ways of infusing things like tinctures or topicals or uh, just different oils in general, like coconut oil versus uh, virgin oil, like two totally different ways of infusing things. And you don't realize one connects better than the other when it it comes to bonding that content from the, uh, say you're a flower concentrate and it'll connect to that fat content more than you would realize. And then that's a whole nother conversation about different ways to consume and enjoy cannabis or uh, medicine in general. But like I took that knowledge and applied that to what I was growing and realizing I could do so much more with it. So like, again, I got back into that hustler mindset and started developing my own brands and uh, uh, small scale, uh, business, if you will, but I've also been low-key developing literal binders of information on different business ventures I want to partake in in the long term, uh, just personally or now in contribution to the Veteran Seed Bank. Um, I would love to essentially apply those ideas to that as well and being able to contribute more uh, in the long run and the main focus with the outdoor project this year is essentially that and being able to take whatever result I get from that and flipping it into something more serious. Um, and then again, like just out of the blue, this became a thing. Um, I was just kind of doing my thing. I just recently had some struggles um, myself and I would love to see whatever business ventures or ideas that I've come upon myself to be able to contribute that to the network in the long run as well. Um, while also of course, benefiting myself personally and kind of coming up to where I want to be, but like, essentially like I want to contribute as much as possible, both out of pocket or through backing through more serious companies to be able to develop those ideas and contribute more to the network and those individual veterans, um, but I want to be able to apply that knowledge and all of these things to that um, and do more just in general in life um, with the ultimate goal of living comfortably and working with my brothers and sisters to be able to do some cool shit and teach those who want to learn what they would like. I mean, like personally, like I'm an open book with it. Like you could be a cop, the Pope, uh, a nurse, whatever. I don't care. I mean, I'll be as open as you would like me to be about cannabis. Um, just don't be so close-minded about it. You got to understand it to realize 
the true benefits of it and and or the negative effects even i mean there are negative effects i mean it just depends you just got to know what you're smoking or consuming and choosing whether or not you feel that's healthy for your personal health and again that breaks down to what you have access to so if we can provide better access to something better than what you're you have or are getting uh even better that we are able to help you on that personal level thanks man um so let me ask you um before we wrap this up here um is there anything you want to say to anybody out there uh listening or um just in general uh yeah i mean again if you're a veteran uh or gold star family member or anyone along those lines or if you're just a company interested in what we're doing uh, and you like our perspective and ideas or just want to be more involved in general absolutely please reach out we're totally open we're as professional and um, courteous as we can be Um, again we don't really accept negativity into our group we try to uh, involve ourselves on the personal level with each individual in our group as much as possible Um, and it's a beautiful thing because one way or another somebody has some knowledge that you don't have and it's great to have that access and we want to provide that to the best of our ability and provide knowledge to those willing to learn. Right on. So um, if anybody's listening, anybody wants to be part of it, anybody wants to support, um, you could check them out at the uh, Veteran Seed Bank uh, Instagram profile. And then uh, through there, uh, all the members, all the founders there, um, they're, they're, they're pretty uh, open. Uh, they're pretty welcoming. Uh, even the process for me to get um, involved was pretty straightforward. Um, so if you feel like uh being a part of it uh go ahead and check them out man and um zeke thanks for coming on man i appreciate absolutely it. man we appreciate it uh again like all of us founders we've been talking non-stop about these types of things especially like your uh involvement as well like mm-hmm. we, we really appreciate it and love to bring people like yourselves or other individuals who run these types of uh podcasts or companies mm-hmm. and be able to uh work more openly with everybody as much as possible and get our goal and mission out there and uh yeah just hope to really uh involve ourselves with a really good amount of cool people nice yeah and i'm sure it will happen man and um i'm here i'm all for it man so whatever you guys need just let me know man no doubt dog appreciate it all right man appreciate you This medicine will do that for you because it's not the true sound. said love is a much stronger medicine than this. Love is that flow with the mother, that thing that goes on fire. But he said, it's good to visit a son. It's nice to visit a friend.